Hi, this is Barnett Rubin. I'm a non-resident fellow at the Center on International Cooperation at New York University. Uh, and I'm here with Elizabeth Threlkeld of the Stimson Center to talk about Afghanistan. Elizabeth? Great. Thanks so much, Barney. It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, I think maybe if we could start out by uh, just kind of talking about some newsworthy items. So we've just seen the release of the USIP Afghan study group recommendations. I know you were an advisor to them. Um, and you've also just pinned a follow-up letter to the Taliban. Um, and I think central to both of those is this question of the looming May 1st deadline um, for the withdrawal of US troops from Afghanistan as agreed back last February in the US Taliban agreement. Maybe you could just kind of give us a sense of where things stand um, and how the situation might play out over the next several months, particularly as the Biden administration has taken office. Sure. Uh, of course, the United States and the Taliban signed an agreement last February 29th, which was supposed to provide for the withdrawal of U.S. troops, counterterrorism guarantees by the Taliban, uh, political negotiations between the Taliban and other Afghans, including the government, and that should lead to a political roadmap and a ceasefire. And that was all tied together by a timeline which made those things uh, work together. But the United States had committed itself to getting the release of prisoners who were actually held by the Afghan government. That held up the whole process for six months. And the result is when the Biden administration took office, the negotiations had barely started, and yet there were only 100 days left until the deadline for the withdrawal of U.S. troops. We, and many other elements of the negotiation of the agreement had not been really implemented either, both by the Taliban and by the United States. So the question is now, should the United States go ahead and respect this May 1st deadline or not? Now, the position that the Afghanistan study group took is that it should not. Uh, and it seems to say that the United States should just unilaterally announce that because the Taliban haven't fulfilled all their conditions and the negotiations have not progressed, it's going to delay the pullout. Now, my view is that's extremely dangerous to just do that unilaterally. I do favor an extension, but I believe that it has to be negotiated with the Taliban and with the support of the regional countries. And in the open letter to the Taliban that I just published, I presented to the Taliban the reasons why I think such an extension is necessary, and I asked them to seriously consider it. Yeah, I think it's it's certainly um, a challenging timeline for the Biden administration to work against. I think one of the things that comes to mind for me is, you know, at what point would six months really be enough? Um, and, and what can the U.S. do to ensure that this isn't just further kicking the can down the road and also incentivizing, for example, the government in Kabul to see this as a way of forestalling um, a future U.S. troop withdrawal? Maybe the underlying assumption here that has caught my attention as I've given this some thought is there tends to be an assumption uh, among those who do favor an extension, of which I, I count myself one, um, that the talks process would collapse without the presence of U.S. NATO troops, both just from a fundamental security standpoint, but also just the leverage that they provide, given that the Taliban's key demand is that withdrawal of, of international forces. But I wonder if it's not equally likely that the process would collapse 
if the U.S. were to unilaterally stay and from the Taliban's perspective, renege on the agreement that was reached. Um, and, think, well, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think that, in fact, the latter is much more likely. I would say it's certain. If the U.S. pulls out unilaterally, the Taliban will leave the talks and the talks will be over. Uh, the only way to save the talks is, in fact, to reach an agreement with the Taliban. Now, there's a lot of uncertainty now because the Biden administration naturally is reviewing the policy. And meanwhile, there are a lot of leaks indicating that they're not going to keep the, to the deadline. If they, but if they don't keep the deadline, then there won't be any peace process left. So the key is to try to negotiate something with the Taliban in time to do that. Now, as far as the question of uh, keeping a deadline, well, is there a date certain by which everything will be all right? No, there is not. And the trouble with a conditions-based withdrawal, which is what the Afghanistan study group calls for, is that nobody has ever said what the conditions are. And when they do, the conditions are always conditions that are absolutely impossible to attain. Right. So it means yeah. that uh, if, the, if we only leave when they're impossible conditions, it means we're staying forever. So at some point, sooner rather than later, we are going to just have to leave. Yeah, and I think the point you make in your foreign affairs piece on the importance of regional partners, which the Afghan study group also pulls out, is so key because, you know, in Pakistan and, and elsewhere, I know there is a sensitivity to um, U.S. troops being there, but also to the prospect of a premature withdrawal that could lead to real regional instability. Um, so I think bringing those partners on board and, and leveraging their connections will be key going forward if this is to succeed. Yes, and also note that while the United States has been going through this policy review, the Taliban have visited Tehran and Moscow, and they've bought their partners on board in, yeah. in case the United States reneges. So I think it's a dangerous situation. And with that, we are out of time. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks so much.